dear listeners, and welcome to the Deutsche Grammophon's international podcast series. I'm Sarah Willis, horn player and passionate podcaster, and I just love podcasting with the Yellow Label's star-studded cast of musicians. When I'm listening to a new album for a new podcast, I don't Google anything about it until I've listened to it. I knew what was coming up on this album, but while listening to it, I got very excited because I could sing along to literally every track. I'm not sure that was the intention of this album, but that's what I did, and I loved it. My guest today has done so much for the world of piano, including inspiring millions of children to take up the instrument. I am so looking forward to talking about the bare necessities of life with the one and only Lang Lang. Welcome to the Deutsche Grammophon International Podcast Series. Hi, Sarah. So happy to see you. (laughs) (laughs) I I wish it could be in person, but in this modern age, I am sitting in our podcast studio in Berlin and you are in Shanghai. It's very global today. Yes, very, very, extremely global. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. The time difference meant, I just have to get this in there for the the listeners, the time difference meant it's eight o'clock in the morning here, and I'm it's very sorry. what is it? Two p.m., three p.m., uh, three, yeah. three p.m., seven hours. Yeah, yeah. I'm very sorry. That's to That's basically you... all I wanted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a really strong coffee. What are you drinking right now? I have a very strong tea. <laughs> so a green for you, tea? it's like a, yeah. For you, it's like a morning coffee, and for me, it's like afternoon tea. So it's kind of nice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Anyway, congratulations on your Disney album. I mean, it's been a, you know, time has passed since it's come out, but it's like doing the rounds and it's it's just fabulous. And I'm so happy to talk to you about it today. It must have been like literally a project of your life. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, th- this project, I, I mean, I, I've been waiting for many years. I mean, obviously, it's, it's a great contents, but uh, it's very challenging because it's from all the very familiar melodies from Disney's, and which is all, also my favorite melodies, and some are also quite new. Uh, so it's basically throughout 80 years uh, or even 100 years uh, from the, the Disney history. And uh, the, the biggest challenging was how to write new music after those great, great melodies to the classic style piano playing. And this is really, really challenging. Well, this is what caught me up because when I started listening to it, I thought, okay, Lang Lang, my dear friend, he has just recorded some Disney tunes, nice idea, great for the kids. And I thought I put it on and I started singing with it. But then all of a sudden it changed and I was like, hmm, I know this tune, but where's he going? Oh, oh, wow. He's going off on an improvisation. Oh, he's doing, uh, you know, modulations. You're doing all these crazy things, acrobatics with Disney. And I was I, I was so impressed. I just loved it. So it's basically, as you say, the Disney tunes we love, but in a Lang Lang style. Now, how did you get these amazing arrangers to do this? How did you choose who to do this? I had a, a, some not very successful experience in the past trying to make some kind of a theme and then to, you know, try to make it work. But I also had uh, some great experience when I'm working with some non-classical musicians and then to adapt their work 
to the classical music style. So then I, I basically learned the problems and I have learned, you know, how to make things work with who I should work with. So first of all, I found one of the producer of this project is a, a very good friend of mine who's a, the music director for Pink Martini. Uh, Thomas Lauderdale. And so in a way, I need not only the producer for the album, but I really need arrangers, more importantly, in a way. And then after the first few meetings, we found a, a few great composers, some I worked with before and some I never worked with. And I, I knew there's one wonderful pianist himself, Stephen Hoff. He He's making a lot of... Uh, a great arrangement, kind of like Rachmaninoff style. So in the very beginning, he started writing me a few things from Feed the Birds to some other uh, very familiar songs. And then we start working on what type of uh, technique we want to have. And certainly, we have to look into the big romantic style, like Chopin, like Liszt, Schumann, Mendelssohn, uh, Rachmaninoff. Um, and those are the kind of the main ones I, I want to, you know, to put together. And, but in the same time, we also need to have a, you know, a little bit more jazz approach or like, a, there's some Latin music, like we don't talk about Bruno. My favorite, yeah. <laughs> my favorites was the Latin yeah. ones. <laughs> yeah, so we, we do need to have a, a you know very different approach on those type of things because otherwise, the one thing about the, the great Disney music is that it's very touching, very warm-hearted. But another problem is that sometimes it sounds pretty similar. It's all in the way you know is kind of uh, in a. F- family style of Disney. And, and then that can be difficult for, for arrangers because then what, what are they going to do? I mean, they're going to make things so similar. So then we also need to look into some, some like Satie style or Debussy, you know, the impressionist. But the, the main one has to be more romantic classical piano style. So we have a Stephen Hoff. We have this David Hamilton who wrote my arrangement when I did a Pharrell, uh, Venom uh, uh, collaboration, and also with Metallica and Coldplay, uh, those collaborations. You work with very cool people. <laughs> you work really with very cool people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I mean, very, and Randy, uh, you have Randy. Uh, yes, Randy. Randy has a kind of a more like a popular music background, so which is wonderful because then you know the the Beauty and Beast style is, is kind of a less classical in a way. So we also have some of those, and then we. We also have a, this there's something I want a horror of its transcription style for Mary Poppins fantasy like sounds a bit has to be like the Hungarian Rhapsody number two the least horror of its version so we uh, we found yeah, that's, I really <laughs> thought there was those rhapsodies in there you can yeah. hear it but it's all Lang Lang style it's like these guys have written it for you I mean all the Disney composers wrote right. it for Disney and wrote right. it for films right. but you have made it really your own 
And how much did you have to do with that? I mean, did you get the, the pieces back and were like, no, guys, I need more here. I need more Horowitz. I need more uh, Bach interventions. I need more modulations. How, how did that work? Yeah. So uh, this was a really interesting work. And this was also all done during the pandemic. So in a way that right after my Goldberg project, we immediately jump into the arrangement of those arrangers. And the thing was, um, so first I, I got kind of like 15 tracks. And, you know, the, the ones I, I, I work with regarding those like really virtuosic Horowitz kind of style technique, the person names Natalie Tannenbaum, who uh, works at uh, Juilliard, uh, who's a, a fantastic lady. And then also uh, she made this highway for me, uh, to, uh, life is a highway you know, from cars, all those like, yeah. So, so cars, in a way yeah. that... Uh, I started in Shanghai in a studio uh, for a few days, and then we basically record 15 tracks, but half of it was not usable because I find this is nothing connect to me. So I, uh, so we basically take some of the great transcription, but uh, throw half of it. But why? What? What didn't suit you? What? What makes you say that doesn't uh-huh. fit to me? Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, what I wanted in the very beginning is this time piano need to be dominate. Even though we have a orchestra, even though we have a great singers, but I said to all, you know, our friend, I said, you know, piano need to lead this project. This project cannot be like a, you know, a background music, elevator music, or like a, that type of a, a, you, you play in a bar, you know I mean? It has to be really... Like a piano concerto has to be, you know, piano like a singing instrument. It has to be you know, shine besides the orchestras. So uh, therefore, sometimes, as you know, uh, when they write those melodies, sometimes it's a bit too light or it's too you know, harmonically kind of boring. Cheesy. You know? Yeah, che- yeah. I, I don't want to say it. You know, it's like a little, yeah. But but can be, you know, it can be like a, a beautiful, you know, sing along, you know. Like, but I don't want that. I mean, I, I this has to, you know, have a piano concerto feeling. This has to be, you know, like a p- big piano solo piece, which I can perform on stage, not only for recording. And uh, so, so, so I was quite demanding. And also I added a lot of uh, kind of a personal, opinions and personal approach dynamics even i add of course some some technique here and there uh, like my kind of a my own technique a little bit yeah but um, do you ever say to them no this is this is too easy i want i want something harder i want something faster and more shiny yeah yeah, I did. I did say that. Uh, but sometimes they wrote me also very difficult. And then I have to say, please <laughs> keep me calm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because here's the thing, you know, those, those things, if you keep everything, you know, if you have too many notes there, and also that's a not good thing for this project. I mean, and then the Disney become very heavy. <laughs> very heavy Disney, you know. This is not the thing we don't want it. And another challenge is how you're going to, you know, place every music in order. Yeah. Oh, by the way, in the beginning, we, we also had a few more non-Disney stuff. We also had more like uh, Looney Tunes, Transformers, and uh, 
Flintstone Brothers and the great Japanese manga. You, you know, we had a lot of other things, but of course, it's, it's, there's always you know ninety percent is Disney music when you look into animation, and then we were also. Thinking to you know including some of non Disney tracks in, but then it's really difficult because it's not in the same family. You know, even though it's also great music, but、uh, we, we cannot. You know, it, it just doesn't work、uh, musically, and style is so different. Which see, this is another difficult thing. You you want to be different. But you have to have this continuity line of each piece, then you can put it into a same album. Otherwise, it's, it's just you know you're kind of like a jumper. You know, it's not not pleasure. You know. Yeah. I understand. This is really、um, it's a challenge because everybody knows these pieces, and it's like me when I started off. I was singing away to the Jungle Book and Beauty and the Beast and and Encanto. Even though my Spanish is terrible, I was singing along to Dos Orguitas, and I thought, okay, this is a challenge because you're doing then live concerts like your concert at the Hollywood Bowl, where my friends were playing in the orchestra and they told me all about it, and they brought their kids to this concert, and in the rehearsals they were like, hmm, let's see. If the kids recognize these right, pieces, even、right. because there's so much twiddly stuff, and and they did, and they loved it, and that means what you've done is you've created a new genre of of Disney, really, because it's 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 your style with all these incredible you know ornamentations and stuff, and I I find it very clever because some of the arrangements are done like they sound like improvisations. You know, they yes, sound like you're、yes. really just improvising in there, and that's、yes. that's the genius of a very good arrangement, isn't it, for us classical musicians? Yes, yes. Like Bare Necessity, for example, that's kind of like improvisation, and、uh, don't talk about Bruno. Same thing. It、uh, sounds very much like、uh, improvisation, like、uh, Cuban jazz or you know, or Latin jazz.、Um, and another thing is,、uh, I had some experience in the past with.、Uh, Two of the songs which worked very very well. I did a, a the the Shanghai Disney opening, which is in two thousand fifteen, and、uh, I did the、uh, the Frozen Let It Go. And that time we had a first meeting, and、uh, even the Disney people told me they like to have something like least piano concerto. Yeah, so so in a way that you know we we kind of experienced some of those things in the past. That was really stunning when we made the opening with the fireworks, and at Hollywood Bowl we basically repeat the same thing, you know, with the fireworks. The fire,、yeah. the fireworks were very cool、yeah. there. I heard <laughs> very, very cool. Yeah, but it's very loud too. You don't need a timpani for that, you know. It's like da 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 boo, da da boom boo. Yeah,、um, but you know, everybody's singing with you in the audience. You know,、yeah. with, I just have to hear the words "Let it go," and I want to take a deep breath and start singing. <laughs> <Yeah> . Thank <laughs> you. And then the line. King also when、uh, when the Lion King movie premiered in in Shanghai, it was really funny. They they wanted、uh, Beyonce and Elton John to be in Shanghai for the opening, and、uh, I think they they planned. Well, who wouldn't? Yeah, and then somehow <laughs> it didn't work because of some like scheduling thing, and then it was really funny because I was 
I was actually back into Asia that time, and I just got married uh, that time in nineteen uh, two thousand nineteen. In uh, they did uh, the premiere in July, and I, I got married in June. And they said, "Hey, why why not you you play with your wife, The Lion King?" I said, "Oh, that's a great idea." <laughs> so we actually also did that. So we we had some uh, Disney moment, you know. So so in a way that I thought, okay, I kind of know what I'm going to do. You know, th- this helps me a lot. Otherwise, I I don't even know where to begin with. Yeah, because it's huge. And you'd actually done most of it. I think you said somewhere 80% of it. And then Disney had a look at it and said, ah, we like this, we're going to do it, which has been such a gift to the project, because it meant you could go to Anaheim, sit it's there, amazing. play. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, like, in the beginning, we just, you know, proposed a kind of animation project. I mean, and after we finish 80%, uh, this is before Encanto and uh, before a few other songs, like uh, uh, When You Wish Upon the Star, you know, those things. And so Disney looked at it and said, oh, this is really good music. And they said, it's Amazing. a centennial <laughs> year. And they said, oh, do you like to do some music video and let's do something on Disney Plus as well? You know, let's make a visual. And and, and then they, they invited me to play at the Disney Castle in Anaheim. I mean, I did play in the Disney castle in Shanghai, which is a very big castle. Actually, it's bigger than Anaheim. But... I mean, yeah, Anaheim, Anaheim, that's Anaheim. the classic. I mean, that's where the, the, you know, the first Disneyland, right? I mean, that's the original. Yeah, you call it original. That's yeah. where the real Mickey Mouse yes, lives. Yes, so so it's a, it's a very different uh, feeling. Shanghai also also nice. I mean, Mickey Mouse sometimes going there, uh, but anyway, it's a very quite a different experience. And uh, they asked me to to record, and I was so happy. And then they asked me to wake up at four thirty for the shooting because they they want to shoot the sunrise, <laughs> and uh, because of the feed the bird, we they, we also wanted that to was take, so- yeah. <laughs> Ah, that was a sunrise. Yeah. I just thought maybe they were they just had put the the daytime filming at the end of the no, uh, end no. of the nighttime filming. That was a real oh just, wow. So we start shooting at four forty five. Uh, and then I think I think the the sunrise was like six o'clock or something, and so we we had a both part for feed the bird, and it was magical. And then. I actually recorded a few songs, and uh, I think it's a small world. I also did, and a rainbow connection as well. Yeah. By the way, a big congratulations for the Rainbow Connection. I must say that was one of my favorite moments on the album. I love all the Latin stuff. That's always my favorite. But the Rainbow Connection, you know, that big modulation just before the end yes. where the tune yes. is in the bass and on the top you're going, unbelievable moment. And I really thought this is like Liszt or like Chopin. Yeah, it's like a transcendental etude. Or like a Chopin winter wind. <laughs> it was such it's such genius you know we're so lucky to have these people in our world and yes. I, I'm so happy and so grateful to someone like you who goes out and embraces both of our worlds you know because well not just both of everybody you, you included so much of, of the popular music world and it's so important for our classical music world that we have people doing that and not in a cheesy way you yes, know yes. things like your t- TikTok just now with Alvaro Soler. That was really, things like that just bring so much to our genre of classical music. So uh, that must have been a really cool thing to do. Yeah, he's, he was a really amazing. He, he's on uh, 
those oragitas in three languages, uh, and it's, it's, I, it's, saw, yeah, I saw it. It's, it's quite uh, quite unique. It's such a beautiful song, and uh, yeah, he did the Italian, German, English as well, or Spanish. I forgot, but it was a really, really interesting, uh, <laughs> very effective result. <laughs> in, in the... I I really enjoyed it, and you know, you you accompanied him very well mm. because in the end, he sort of did what he wanted, and he's not the original singer for. Dos Origitos on the on the on the album you have Sebastian mm. Yatra, Yatra, which Yatra, is also yeah. I, mm. I I almost died when I heard that I hadn't looked at the track list yet mm. before I listened to the album and I you started Dos Origitos and I thought that's nice and all of a sudden Sebastian's yes. voice comes in yeah. I'm like oh. yeah we, we were very lucky to have a Yatra and also we were very lucky to have a Jean Bastise you know for for me I'm very lucky because they don't have to do this again they did it in the Oscar. Academy Award ceremony. I mean, that's it. I mean, that that well, what can you do bigger than that? Uh, and uh, and this well, is our listeners, very f- I just wanted to to let them know that Sebastian Yatra sang the original. Well, he was in the film. He sang the original Dos Origitas, and John Batiste sang the part of Soul in the in the movie. So that's how we discovered them. And they didn't have to do these songs yes. again, as yes. you said, because they've recorded it. They've been there, done that. But the fact that they did that with you is a big tribute to you in the project. I'm so. Grateful because Jean Bastis. I mean, he's 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 really incredible, and uh, and he said, okay, that's great. Let's do some jam session, you know, with your your piano. And Yatra also. I mean, in the beginning, he's like, why I should do this? I just recorded and the, the movie just released <laughs> but then he heard the, the piano version he said oh wow this is quite quite different he then he was very uh, passionate to be part of it again you know so so i i'm very grateful and then with andrea bacelli the tarzan song he wanted to do in italian because he felt that there's never a italian uh, tarzan uh, song released and he said let me do uh, italian version yeah <laughs> what did disney think of that <laughs> I, I think it's a, a very much more like an opera style <laughs> why you everything why you sing italian sounds kind of uh, into the opera style <laughs> somehow i i totally agree he started singing it and i was like hang on yeah. that's not the tarzan i remember yeah. <laughs> and then it was really like tarzan turned puccini <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know it's quite interesting. And then they said, Gina sing uh, When You Wish Upon the Star. Uh, she did in English, Korean, and Chinese. And that's also, uh, they've never done in Korean and Chinese before, uh, the version. So uh, so it's quite interesting. Uh, she did it in, in, two, uh, in two different versions, and then plus the, uh, the English version. That was a beautiful moment, a really beautiful moment. But you know what you've done with this album? I think that's also a tribute to Disney, the way Disney is. So they were way before their time. They they were so global and they brought worlds together. You know, we have Latino, we have Chinese, we have French, we have, you know, we have uh, American, we have all sorts of, of global yes, bringing together yes. with this music. Yes. In the way, I believe Disney is global because they take the best stories from different parts of the world. And and also this is their kind of their tradition. They don't want to make kind of a you know, kind of a very dominate one culture, single culture. They wanted to have this diversity of a world. 
So that's why you know you you have a the Aladdin is is from uh, Middle East, and then the Lion King they even though it's a Hamlet, but they did more like the African style, you know, the whole thing with the music and uh, and they also have a, a I mean everywhere. I mean you you that's what the great thing about Disney. You just basically bring all the great culture together and to respect and uh, to let the kid and the adults around the world to understand the beautiful sides of the culture. It's total genius. I think that every time a new film comes out. So everybody knows how influenced you were by cartoon music when you were growing up. That was what actually inspired you. And, and you said when you were playing the piano, you were like imagining cartoon characters and you were seeing these pictures. And you loved cartoon music so much. You know, your Tom and Jerry. And what was that monkey one? There was another. Yes. Uh, uh, you, yeah, you it's, had- a, it's a monkey king, uh, which is a very big story uh, fairy tale and he, he maybe even historic fairy tales they they even say you know this monkey king maybe is a real person or something I mean, who knows I mean, yeah of course uh, he is <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so he was such a big hero for me when i was a kid he remind me like mozart because he can transform into different uh, you know like like a fly he can transform to a to a building uh, the, the, he he's a he's a real magician and then after the the chinese monkey king and then the japanese manga made him into a new complete new kind of uh, alien story it's called the dragon ball uh, Dragon Ball Z. This is a big, huge manga, uh, particularly in, in Asia, but in many European country, people also watch it, uh, in the 90s. And so, so in a way that Monkey King become even more, uh, interesting. He became an alien in the Japanese mangas. So you see, so this is, so, uh, I always kind of, uh, had huge admiration for, for this monkey. Do you think that's what inspired you to go this incredibly virtuosic way? I mean, no one can say you do that only after hearing your Goldberg variations and these really intimate, beautiful pieces. But, you know, at the beginning, you were like, oh, yeah, Lang Lang, he's the one that plays fast. Mm. (laughs) At the beginning, you were. uh, I mean, look, sometimes it's also the what you call the strategy, because uh, it's hard for anyone to hire some teenager Asian kid to play Beethoven number three or like uh, Beethoven number four, even though they did hire me for that. But uh, but normal, I was going to say they yeah, did. They did. But uh, the, the, in the very beginning, they want Tchaikovsky, Rachmaninoff third, you, you know, this is kind of like the tradition uh, when you have a young musicians and people attend to wanting you to do some virtuosic repertoire. And uh, so in a way that uh, even though I really love Bach, I love Mozart, I, I didn't have too too many opportunities to play those pieces, uh, honestly. And then obviously when I get my career going, I have more choices to say, hey, look, I, I, I even though I love Rachmaninoff, but can I play Beethoven number four, <laughs> you know? Or like, can I play something else, right? And then I think the other, you know, the other, 
part of my artistry will will come out. But、uh, in the beginning, everybody requests me to play big romantic、uh, concertos. So yeah, so that's、uh, another another reason that、uh, you know people probably seeing me more like a, a virtual also in the beginning. And look. I mean, I also like to to play those concertos. It's not like I don't like to, but my point is that there are other pieces as well. I just didn't have an opportunity to to share. Yeah. But this time with the Disney album, you're sort of like coming back to your original musical roots with the cartoon music. You moved on to classical music. You know, your passion for classical music was just as big as you say, "Monkey and Mozart." That's a great title for an album, "Monkey and Mozart."、Mm. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but but now you're coming back. You know, you had the Goldberg. You know, now I'm really thinking of this new strategy, "Monkey and Mozart."、Um, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> put Mozart into the Monkey into the all the Monkey King new movies.、Mm. <laughs> That would be interesting. I mean, I don't know whether the music will fit in the movie when he transformed to a kind of like a thousands of、uh, little flies. <laughs> maybe bumblebees more.、Uh, this bumblebees. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. But anyway,、uh, I. Be the next project I have is Sin Songs, the piano concertos, and some other things. But、uh, certainly, I like to always kind of、uh, giving myself and my audience a different experience in concert. So I don't want to stick just one style, one composer. I like to, you know, kind of、uh, giving myself. Kind of a new encouragement、uh, moment to do. So yeah, so this will makes me、um, you know kind of a more interesting to、um, dig into the new areas. Yeah, for music. But I think your son is going to for the next ten years at least say, "Daddy, play me Encanto," or "Daddy, play me Cars." Or do you think he's going to say, "Daddy, play me Sanson"? He actually, in the moment, he's he's a. He's really big fan of、uh, carnivals of animals, and his favorite part is、uh, the, the elephant part. You know, da da bum ba da 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 da. And he just yesterday when I'm practicing, he he's like just he said he won that part, so he he calls that part wa da da. Yeah, he cannot say. I mean, he he can say elephant, but、um, he always want to say wa da da. Yeah, that that means I should play da da. Da da da, you know, ba da da, yeah. But he likes the few songs he likes. He he likes the、uh, bare necessities from the recording, and also let it go. He likes, yeah. Those would be two of the ones I'd pick. I'd pick Rainbow Connection as、mm. well. Oh, actually, I can't pick any. Yeah, it's hard. I, yeah, Rainbow I really, Connection is really, really great.、Hard. Great transcription.、Oh, it's a really great transcription. Great. Yeah, yeah. Kermit would be proud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lang Lang Lang, you've been amazing. It's been so great to talk to you, and、um, yeah, I'm so happy that you came on the Deutsche Grammophone International Podcast Series because I, we've been wanting to get together for a while. And if you were here, you know, I'd make You play my horn. You know that. Yes, I mean that's actually. I think to play horn is much harder than playing piano. Seriously, until today, <laughs> I still couldn't make one sound from the French horn. I promise. I, I tried many times. Maybe they feel. Do you remember we? Yeah. We tried on New yeah, Year's Eve when、yeah. you were in the Philharmonie、yeah. playing with the orchestra,、yeah. and you tried and tried、yeah. and tried, <laughs> but unfortunately,、yeah. so hard.、Uh, so how do you guys play that? So next that? time. My、Next、God. time when you come、yeah. back, I、yes. want you to bring your son because he—I promise you—he'll be able to get a sound out because kids always can.、Yeah. And we'll work、right. on your horn, on your horn, Ambassador. We'll、uh, work、yeah. on it. I need a better technique. <laughs> yeah, I need a better teacher. 
<laughs> you, yeah. I need you. I'll, I yeah. will. I will see what I can uh, do when you come back to Europe. But uh, I hope you have a fantastic time in Shanghai. Thank you. And from all the listeners today, and from everyone here in the studio, we were all so excited to have you here. And sending a big hug to Shanghai and good yes, luck with all yes. the bare necessities of thank life. Thank you. Thank you. I will. Uh, I'm also quite excited because we will bring this program to Berlin next summer. We will perform for our audience the Disney concert in Waldbühner, so I'm quite excited next uh, next summer. If you hear someone singing very, very loudly and dancing to all the Latino ones, it will be me. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> you should join me. You should Thank play. you so much yeah. for being with us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I can be, I can be your elephant. I can be your whoa, whoa. I can be your elephant <laughs> or your. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Okay. Really appreciate Take your, your time. Thank you. Yeah. No, I appreciate mm. your time. Mm. And see you soon. Yeah. Yes. Big hug. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Danke schön. One more thing. If you've enjoyed this podcast with Lang Lang, and I loved it, please subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast from. I promise you, you won't regret it. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.